Welcome to the Will and Aaron Show with William Kramer, my co-host Aaron Bontrager. We cover local sports, including the NIC and NLC conferences, plus teams in St. Joseph and Elkhart counties. We also cover college and pro sports. Today, we will recap high school football week five and preview week six, discuss big things happening in the college football world, talk about the NFL as well as the Major League Baseball and the South Bend Cubs playoffs. So let's start off with topic number one, high school football week five recap. And Penn beat Elkhart in a much highly anticipated game, 21 to 20. Uh, this game, Aaron did not disappoint. Each team's defense scored in the first quarter. Penn returned a fumble and Elkhart returned an interception. Elkhart would score the next 13 points to take a 20 to 7 lead early in the third quarter. Things were looking very good for uh, the Lions. Uh, Hauser scored on a seven-yard touchdown run. Ross had a 42-yard scamper. And, uh, however, three turnovers and an extra point miss proved costly for Elkhart uh, as Penn would come back in the second half for this huge uh, win. Uh, Penn will likely win the NIC conference with New Prairie, uh, their toughest opponent remaining on the schedule. Wow, Elkar was so close, man. That's tough. Tough way to lose with those turnovers and extra point missed. They say defense wins championships, and in this case, uh, Marion forced four turnovers, including two interceptions by defensive back Bryant Boltnick. Lassane scored from a yard out in the second quarter. Adams had a feel. Like, they let this one go, Aaron, as they had over 300 yards passing, moved the ball in the Knights, but had to settle for field goals. And that just wasn't enough as Marion wins this game 7-6. to six. Um, The Eagles, however, did have a 40-yard field goal attempt that would have won the game uh, for Adams, but that went uh, wide left. And another tight game, unfortunate for Adams, just like Elkhart. Yeah, it's good. To, I'm sure Marion needed this win, so what a game. Absolutely, a huge win for Marion uh, as they look to gain some more momentum here in the second part of the season as they enter the playoffs. Uh, Jimtown, um, you know, they're on a little bit of a roll here. They beat uh, Bremen 35-17. to You know, we knew Bremen struggled stopping the run all season. It was not a surprise. And, of course, Jimtown took advantage, rushing for over 350 yards, uh, led by Sam Garner and Connor Watts. Uh, Bremen's Leydig, Moser, and Graverson did what they could to keep the Lions in the game. Uh, but their defense just couldn't stop Jimtown when they needed to. Uh, the Jimmies did have a few miscues and turnovers that kind of kept this game closer longer than it probably should have been. Uh, overall, Coach Stoner pleased with the team's improvement, uh, and Jimtown uh, took another step toward repeating as NIC North-South Divisional champs. 350 yards, that's a lot of yards. 
Wow. It is. And credit to the Gym 10 offensive line uh, for, you know, creating, creating those holes for the running backs there. Uh, the West Noble, uh, 33, Fairfield 7. Uh, you know, Aaron, I got this prediction wrong. I just did not see this coming. I thought Fairfield was really playing well. Um, you know, just a, a disappointing game for the Falcons. Uh, West Noble controlled the line scrimmage in this uh, blowout win. Uh, Fairfield scored at the end to avoid the shutout. Uh, the Chargers ran the ball for 267 yards. It was 20-0 at halftime, um, and a West Noble touchdown in the third quarter put this game out of reach. Yeah, I kind of thought the same, that Fairfield's on a roll here, but, hey, man, this loss will do them good for later in the season. All right, moving on to the NLC. Well, um, my perfect streak of predictions is no more. With Northwood beating Warsaw forty-two to twenty-one in a an interesting game, I I got to watch this one uh, after it was over. Got to watch the replay. Uh, you know, I thought it could go either way. However, the Panthers brought more physicality and emotion into this one. It showed up in the trenches on both sides. Uh, the Tigers started fast, however, in the first quarter. But the Panthers settled down from a couple penalties and a, a turnover. And then from there on out, the Panthers just kind of took control of the game. Another solid performance from their defense. They were able to get a push. The linebackers swarmed the ball, led led by Evan Ethers. And, uh, and the secondary also did its job. They pursued the perimeter option, ball carriers. Yeah, it was just a really disciplined defensive effort. And not to mention Northwood showed they could score in a bunch of different ways. Um, kind of their do-it-all back, Wes Yoder had a huge game. Had over 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Um, two touchdown catches, that is. Yeah, paint the the wide receiver duo, Payne and Tuggle, kind of got all the attention, and Northwood was able to exploit that. And also, not to mention their tight end, Parker Philly. Man, he looks like a D1 athlete, too. He caught two touchdown passes. Yeah, then, so Owen, Roder, or Owen Raider, my bad, had another four touchdown passes in this one. Quite the all-around game for Northwood. Wow, what a huge win for the Panthers. Um, Got to give credit where credit is due, and that's uh, North, uh, Northwood for uh, uh, really um, uh, uh, um, an impressive win against 6A Warsaw, well-coached uh, Curtis team. Um, you know, if you're Northwood, you got to feel pretty good going into, um, you know, their next big game. Uh, Northwood is now number five in 4A. Uh, Aaron, you know uh, who number six is in the uh, AP poll? Um, no, I don't. Actually, I I, I'm mistaken. They're actually tied. Uh, Northwood and New Prairie Ooh. are tied for fifth in 4A. Interesting. 4A. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, next game as the Northridge Goshen game. Northridge won 
two to ten. Um, Goshen was leading a half again. Seems like a recurring theme with the Red Hawks. They open up pretty solid, but Northridge would score 20 points to Goshen zero in the second half. Injuries in depth are disadvantages that the Red Hawks will have to overcome, which isn't not unlike other teams, but I feel like this team is hit pretty hard with injuries with some key linemen. Um, in this one, the Raider defense was able to pressure and contain uh, the Red Hawks quarterback, Bechtel, and the Raiders kind of took over through the air in this one. Um, the Red Hawks did a pretty good job stopping the run, but Cade Carrington and the the Raider receivers were able to kind of take this game over. He had four touchdown passes on the night. Next, we have Concord 16, Wallace 0. This one, uh, all Minutemen for the most part as far as scoring. And the defense kind of led the way. Got their second shutout win of the season. Uh, the Minutemen would score two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, quarterback Hudson Glance had a 35-yard scramper in the first quarter. Or scamper, that is. And then... Shannon Wells-Moore scored on a goal line run in the fourth quarter to kind of officially put the game away. Yeah, so Wallace, I mean, they're battling, but Concord just too deep on defense. And the last one, no surprise, Mishawaka 136-7 over Plymouth. Came and took care of business before the toughest stretch of their conference seasons. Or season, sorry, as they will travel to Warsaw, and then they host Northwood in uh, two weeks from now. Ethan Bryce and Novell Williams led the K-Men with two rushing touchdowns apiece. They are now 5-0 and on the season and tied with Northwood at the top of the NLC standings. All right, let's preview week five, and I will start with the NLC I'm going to go with uh, Northwood to start 5-0, and traveling to Plymouth, who's 0-5. Uh, the Panthers will move to 6-0, and potentially gain sole control of the NLC standings, depending on what happens in Warsaw. Uh, the Panthers may not have their do-it-all senior, Caden Lone, but that won't have a huge impact this week. It'll be interesting to see. He tweaked his ankle, how bad that is. Um, yeah, Northwood is playing well in all three phases of the game. I honestly, I think it probably playing some of the best football in the northern part of the state, given their competition, of course. Next, we have Wallace C one and four traveling to Northridge, who's two and three. This is a game the Raiders should win. I don't. I mean, it might be interesting, but they. The Raiders played up to their potential in the second half against Goshen. And the Warriors face a tough task in stopping a pretty balanced Raider offense. Goshen, 1-2, and two, travels to Concord. Square off with the longtime rivals. Um, I don't know, Concord's defense has not given up more than 16 points since week one. The Minutemen D is strong and deep. 
I think they will continue to manufacture enough points to beat the Red Hawks. And then the big game of the week for the NLC, the TV 46 game of the week as well. Mishawaka 5 and 0 traveling to Warsaw who's 2 and 1 or I'm sorry 4 and 1, 2 and 1 in the conference. Yeah, Warsaw's coming off that disappointing loss. I know that they played well for a quarter against Northwood and then they kind of just came up flat there, kind of outplayed Mishawaka is undefeated and has only been pushed in one game this year. Uh, Warsaw has an early 2 to nothing series lead since the Cavemen have joined the NLC. Both teams are like looking in a mirror as I look at some of their stats. Both score around 35 points a game and only give up around 12 or less points a game. Man, I think this is a battle to the end. I, uh, I think I'm going to... I think I'm gonna go with Warsaw bouncing back in this one, but I could see Mishawaka getting getting a good win here as well. Yeah, this one's tough. Wow, Aaron going with the Tigers and what would be an upset against Mishawaka. All right, that's a huge statement right there, Aaron. Um, so I'm gonna. Uh, look at Fairfield and Angola. Okay, Fairfield is four and one, zero and one in the NECC conference. Angola is three and two and two and zero in the conference. Uh, you know, Aaron Angola could easily be five and zero. Uh, their two losses were narrow losses. Uh, the Hornets are led by their all um, uh, do it all quarterback Tyler Call uh, leads the team in rushing. Fairfield. Struggled to get their rushing game going last week against West Noble. Uh, Angola actually beat West Noble 26-7. I like Angola in this NECC conference game. We have... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is a big game for both teams, really. Man, I I feel like Fairfield is going to bounce back, but... I don't know a lot about Angola, so should be an interesting game. So Riley and Washington in this uh, big city game, uh, uh, really the, it's the battle for second place uh, at TCU School Field. Riley is balanced on offense, led by their sophomore quarterback, Austin White, and their junior running back, Dominic Jolly. Washington is one-dimensional, and if they can't run the ball successfully, they're going to be in trouble. Washington is getting healthier, as uh, last week they got their starting quarterback, Devin DeVries, back. Uh, This is a big game for both programs. I think Riley is the favorite going into this game, but Washington at home, they're going to be ready to play uh, and will make the Wildcats earn everything they get. I've got, unfortunately, i got to go against my employer here. I'm going to go with Riley in a, in a huge win here. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about college football. You can listen to the Will and Aaron Show podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube and like our videos. Follow us on Twitter at Will Aaron Show. 
You can follow the Will and Aaron Show Facebook page where you can interact by commenting, liking, sharing, and reviewing our podcast. Well, welcome back to the Will and Aaron Show. Uh, our next topic, college football headlines. Uh, of course, we got to start off with Notre Dame's win against Cal. Notre Dame 24, Cal 17. Marcus Freeman gets his first win as the head coach of Notre Dame. Drew Payne in his first start of the season threw for two touchdowns, and the defense came up big at the end to secure the win. Notre Dame had a scoop and score with three seconds remaining in the game, only to have it called back because of a targeting penalty. Then they had to survive a Hail Mary that was actually nearly caught by Cal. This was a much-needed win for the Irish. Um, I like Audric Estimir, and he, he, uh, he's a running back. He's a low. He's a sophomore. I actually would like to see him get more carries um, in the future. Uh, Notre Dame is good when they play great defense, can run the ball, and they pass efficiently, and they're going to need to do that um, in, the, in the following games here. Indiana 33, Western Kentucky 30. Uh, I didn't have a great feeling going into this game. Uh, Western Kentucky put a huge scare in uh, IU last year. Um, it wasn't pretty, uh, but IU is somehow 3-0, and Aaron. Uh, what, what did you know? IU 3-0. and Yeah, I'll take it. Didn't see it coming. Uh, IU once again fell behind early and needed a stellar second half. Connor Bezalik threw for 364 yards and two touchdowns. Cam Camper had 93 yards receiving and one touchdown. Cam Jones continues to lead the IU defense with 13 tackles and seven solo. The player of the game may have been IU kicker Charles Campbell. He went four for four on field goals including the 51-yard game winner in overtime. Okay, let's move on to the Syracuse and Purdue game. This was quite the game. Uh, There were five lead changes. Purdue amassed 485 yards compared to Syracuse 306. Uh, A costly pick six towards the end of the game gave the orange men a 25-15 25-15 lead with 8.08 in the fourth quarter. However, Purdue battled back to go up 29-25 with 51 seconds remaining. Two unsportsmanlike penalties provided Syracuse with good field goal position. Uh, more penalties gave the Qs an opportunity to win at the end of the game. Uh, with seconds remaining, uh, Syracuse connected on a 25-yard touchdown pass. A tough way to lose if you're Purdue. Um, and uh, Syracuse wins the game 32-29. Uh, this is gonna, this one's gonna hurt for the Boilers. Yeah, what is it with this Syracuse against teams from Indiana? I mean, they got our number. They beat our football teams. Seems like every few years. Then you go back to IU basketball in the tournament. It's just can we beat Syracuse at something? So. That's a good question. Hopefully in the future, IU and Purdue and these other Indiana teams turn the corner against Syracuse here. Uh, Notable scores in the uh, college football world. Penn State goes on the road down in the south. 
beats Auburn 41-12. How about that, SEC? Wow, big win for the Big Ten, big win for the Nittany Lions, and um, they just ran the ball and played, outplayed Auburn. Oregon 41, BYU 20. Wow, after what BYU did to Baylor, I think a lot of people were hoping this would be a closer game, and it was just not that. And uh, Oregon dominated BYU. This was a huge win for the Pac-12. Speaking of the Pac-12, they got another uh, signature win as Washington downs Michigan State 39-28. So kind of a breath of fresh air if you're a Pac-12 fan. Um, Two big wins uh, for two signature programs in the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, Michael Penix, the former IEQB, is now at Washington. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. And uh, he actually performed pretty well in this game. So we are going to do some college picks like we do for high school, and we're going to keep track uh, of our college picks. This is brand new, so we're starting this week. Um, Aaron, why don't you start off with, the first one. All right. So at 12 p.m. on ABC, Clemson uh, visits Wake Forest. Both teams are three and zero. Tigers are a seven-point favorite, and I'm, this seems like I'm going to go with Clemson in this one. I think that's a safe bet, Aaron. <laughs> I got an easy one to start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I but Wake Forest last year. Has really turned around their program, so this is this is kind of an intriguing game for me. Like, like I want to actually watch this game. Hopefully, it's a good game. We'll see. Three uh, thirty on CBS. Florida two and one at Tennessee three and zero. Tennessee is a ten point favorite. Just feels like Coach Heupel has a volunteer program finally heading in a good direction. I know the volunteer fans have been. Long waiting for this program to turn the corner. Uh, interestingly, though, Tennessee has not beaten Florida since 2016. However, I'm taking Tennessee. I think they'd get this win at home. Ooh, I like that one. 3:30. Also, there's a couple of good games on three at 3:30 here. Notre Dame one and two at North Carolina three and zero. The Irish are a one point favorite. The last time I uh, checked. Um, that might that might have changed uh, by the time the game starts. However, um, this really is a battle between North Carolina's offense and Notre Dame's defense. I guess the big question is, what's North Carolina's defense going to do, and what's I or Notre Dame's offense going to do? Who can prove to do better? Um, I don't know, Aaron. I don't have a good feeling about this. I'm actually going to pick North Carolina. They're at home. They got a better offense. I just don't trust Notre Dame defense so far. I need to see more out of them to, to feel better about that. So I'm going to go against the spread and pick against my beloved Irish. Sorry uh, for our viewers. You're probably going to be upset. But I'm going with the Tar Heels at home to get a win. Wow. Okay. I think 
Man, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pick Notre Dame, but I'm not super confident in that one. Uh, okay, another three thirty game uh, on ESPN two. Our surprising Hoosier three zero at Cincinnati two one. Cincinnati is. I last time I checked is a fourteen and a half point uh, favorite. Um, you know what? I think I use run. Uh, wins probably ends here. Cincinnati, uh, a year fresh off of uh, having played in the college football playoff. They are still a solid team. Uh, Luke Fickle is a great coach. Is at home. Um, yeah, I don't think IU has played consistently enough to win a game like this on the road. Uh, I think Cincinnati wins the game. IU might hang around for a little bit, but I think eventually uh, Cincinnati will wear IU down and get this win at home. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with that too. Cincinnati should win this one. Then we got at 7 p.m. Arkansas, three and L versus Texas A&M. Arlington, Texas A&M is a two and a half point favorite. Oh, is this game in Arlington? In the big. Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Um, now this is a big time game. And I'm gonna go with Texas A&M. I think they just they have the uh, pedigree for this one. Interesting call there, Aaron. Uh, you know, on uh, so I do the ESPN uh, pick'em, uh, college football pick'em, and uh, the last time I checked, I'm twenty and ten. So I need I need to get better at that. I picked Arkansas. I like uh, the Arkansas coach. I think uh, Sam has done a great job turning this program around. Um, and it just feels like I don't trust Texas a and I mean, with the whole loss to uh, App State, I mean, that that kind of, like, threw me off. Like, Texas mm. uh, a you recruit really well, but then you have these weird losses. I just don't understand. I'm going to go with Arkansas to beat the spread here. Yeah, it's... I mean, I could see that happening. I think they'll bounce back. But, yeah, it should be interesting to see who wins this one. Let's move on to topic four, NFL headlines. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts surprisingly, um, in a stunning fashion, lose to Jacksonville 24-0, an embarrassing loss. They're now 0-1-1. Uh, the Colts were outplayed in all phases of the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw two touchdown passes, and the Jaguars' defense harassed Matt Ryan pretty much all game long. A disappointing start to the season, as many NFL experts had Indianapolis 2-0 and to start the season. Uh, the Colts returned home in Week 3 to play a dangerous Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, Indianapolis is in a must-win game as only 3% of teams in NFL history have started the season 0-3 and actually made a playoff. That is tw- that's a total of 16. Yeah, that's that shocked me. Um, I didn't really watch much of it, but when I saw the score, I'm like, wow. Rough, rough time for Colts fans right now. All right, so... Not too much better in Chicago. Chicago falls to one and one after losing to Green Bay on Sunday night, twenty-seven to ten. Packers outgained the Bears by almost two hundred more yards 
and the time of possession was all Green Bay at the, just over 37 minutes compared to Chicago's 22 minutes of having the ball. And then not to mention Chicago had only 48 yards passing total. Nothing really new in this rivalry. Same movie, same ending every time. But things did look a little hopeful early on. The Bears took an early 7-3 lead on their opening drive after Green Bay kicked a field goal. The 71-yard drive ended with a Justin Fields touchdown run, but after that, Green Bay kind of took control. Chicago made it somewhat of a game when they had a fourth and goal that was overturned by replay. Kind of a questionable call. Many people think that Justin Fields broke the plane for a touchdown. That would have cut the game to one score, but um, it is what it is. Packers get another win against the Bears. And uh, Aaron Rodgers' mastery of the Bears continues. Um, let's look at some other NFL headlines here. Tua Tagovailoa threw for six touchdowns, a career best for him. Over 450 yards as the Dolphins remain unbeaten, defeating the Ravens 42-38. And then Cooper Rush, the fifth-year quarterback out of Central Central Michigan, go Chippewas, led the Cowboys to a big win over Cincinnati. The Bengals are apparently in a Super Bowl hangover as they start the season 0-2. Justin Herbert outplayed Mahomes, but the Chiefs come back late to win 27-24 in the AFC West showdown. That was a huge win. For Kansas City, and the Cardinals needed overtime to beat the L or the Las Vegas Raiders, twenty nine twenty three, to notch their first win of the season, and the Raiders dropped to zero and two. Some of the biggest can't miss games for uh, this Sunday uh, at one o'clock on CBS is the two and zero Kansas City Chiefs at the one zero and one and one. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the, the Colts secondary is going to be tested in this game as Mahomes and their explosive offense and wide receivers and, and obviously Kelsey uh, tight end are going to pose a threat. Uh, Taylor needs to be a, a factor to open things up for uh, Matt Ryan in the passing game. The lack of execution is a concern, has to be a concern for Coach Wright. I imagine the, the Colts will be locked in for this must-win game to try to resuscitate their season and try to bring some hope back to the fan base. I'm not sure the Colts can hang with the Col- or the Chiefs offense. I'm expecting a better showing from the Colts, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, at 1 o'clock at CBS, the Houston Texans... Oh, one and one visit Soldier Field to take on the Bears, who are one and one. A game the Bears can win, pretty much. Um, the Texans have hung around with teams that are better than them on paper. They tied the Colts in Week One, which we all pretty much know, and then they hung with the Broncos in Week Two. Houston's kind of a similar team to Chicago in that they have similar struggles on offense Um, this game will be pretty much who can manufacture touchdowns that's the team that's going to win well we'll see if the Bears can do it 
Uh, at 1 o'clock on CBS, the 1-0, uh, actually now 2-0 because they won tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, 2-0 Buffalo Bills at 2-0 Miami Dolphins. Uh, might be the game of the week for the NFL. This is a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, battle for the AFC East. Miami is playing well, especially on offense. Can they hang with the king of the AFC? We'll see. We will learn a lot about this Miami football team and how good they are against one of the best teams in the NFL. And then the afternoon or the late afternoon slots, uh, 4.25 p.m. on Fox, we have the L.A. Rams at Arizona Cardinals. Important NFC West game. Both teams are 1-1 one and, one and looking to get another divisional win. Kind of a tough division. I think it's pretty even balanced division so another crucial game that could have some impact in the future 425 p.m on fox uh the one and one green bay packers at two and oh tampa bay buccaneers uh all you need to know folks is two names tom brady aaron Rodgers, two legends going at each other Interesting stat here. Tom has won three out of four matches against Aaron. Uh, Green Bay receivers are young. Uh, Rodgers has been patient with their growing pains. Uh, This is going to be Tampa Bay's season opener. Fans are going to be ready for this big game uh, for the showdown here. Then uh, Sunday night at 8:15 p.m. on ESPN or and ABC is Dallas is 1 and 1 at the New York Giants 2 and 0. The Giants have pulled out two close games coming into this one. The Cowboys beat the AFC champs and the Cincinnati Bengals without Dak. A rivalry game and a good one to end week 3. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to talk about the Sopping Cubs and also Major League Baseball. If you are enjoying our podcast and want to donate, please find the donation link in our show notes. Any donation, no matter how small, will make a big difference in helping us bring you better quality podcast shows. Welcome back to the Will and Air Show. Uh, we are going to talk about the South Bend Cubs. Uh, the Cubs took game one in South Bend, two to one, rallying in the eighth inning. Uh, this, is, well, this was their divisional opening game. Uh, Cedar Rapids won game two, five to three at their place. Also at Cedar Rapids was the rubber match where the Cubs won nine to three to advance to the Midwest League Championship game against Lake County. In game one in the uh, championship, Lake County takes down the Southland Cubs 11-8. to So game two is Tuesday. Uh, and uh, if necessary, game three is on Wednesday at Lake County. Now, at the time of this recording, they haven't played yet. Uh, but when you listen to this, they will have already played probably play these games. Uh, the South Bend Cubs last won the Midwest League in 2019, so we'll see if they can win two in a row and reclaim the title. Okay, and topic six, our last one of the uh, episode, we're going to talk Major League Baseball. Uh, the divisional champions, there's been two crowns so far. 
the American League West, Houston Astros, and the National League West, Los Angeles Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers, one of the hottest teams in baseball. Houston, one of the hottest teams in the American League. Could that be a preview of the uh, World Series, the Astros and Dodgers? What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, it seems like they're on a collision course. I, I'll have to get caught up on just trends of the season, but I don't know. There's always seems like there's one team that kind of surprises in the postseason. Well, one of those surprises could be uh, uh, maybe uh, Cleveland, the Mets, who knows, St. Louis. Uh, so let's look at the divisional leaders right now. Um, that as the time of this recording, they have not won their division. Uh, but the the AL East Yankees, uh, they're currently um, uh, in a lead against Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I don't anticipate the Blue Jays overcoming the Yankees um, in this division. Maybe they make it tighter towards the end. But I think the Yankees will eventually win this division. Uh, the AL uh, Central, uh, the, the Cleveland uh, Indians, I'm sorry, the Guardians, uh, not the Indians, the Guardians, um, they have a lead over the Chicago White Sox. I also don't see uh, Cleveland losing that. Um, the NL East, this, this is gonna, might come down to the wire. Uh, the Mets and the, the Braves have been in a back, uh, well, I should say back and forth. Uh, the Mets have been winning the division for a while, but uh, Atlanta actually recently overcame the Mets for just a little bit, um, but then the Mets are now winning the division. Um, so I don't know. Uh, might go down to the last. I kind of hope it does go down to the last day for this division. I think it's good for baseball when the, uh, the competition is uh, tight as this one is. Um, it's just it's just good for the fans. And then the NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, they have they have a pretty healthy lead over the Brewers, um, and I anticipate they wrap up the division soon. Uh, let's take a look at the wild card race in the American League. Uh, right now, uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Seattle, all in good shape to to enter the wild card. Uh, Baltimore right now. Uh, uh, has some work to do to to get into that conversation. Internationally, you got Atlanta, San Diego, and uh, the Phillies. Uh, the Brewers, they're not too far behind. Uh, this this might be a, a race to watch as we enter the final two and a half weeks here with Phillies and the Brewers. Yeah, interesting. Baltimore surprises me, but I. I'll be honest, I haven't followed baseball really yet, so Baltimore seems like a didn't expect to see their name in this. So I will say this. Uh, we get we have to mention Albert Pujols' uh, race to seven hundred home runs. Yeah. Um like I did not see him having the season uh that he's had. Uh, um and uh, I think this is great for baseball. I know I'm a Cubs fan, uh, and so you know, rooting for any Cardinals is is you know can't even believe I would do that. But I like Albert. I kind of hope that um, he gets the record. Um, 
this year. I'm not sure if he if he will or not. So Albert Pujols uh, he hit his 698 home run against Cincinnati Reds uh, recently, um, and he's got I think 14 or so more games left in the season. Uh, obviously, he won't. You know, he may not play in all those games, but. Aaron, I think he's got a good chance to do this. Plus, he has a postseason to hit just two more home runs. Uh, what a moment that's going to be uh, to join uh, an incredible club of a very short list of baseball players to hit seven home runs here. Uh, history in the making, potentially. So It kind of feels like back when we were growing up, when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were in that home run uh, chase, you know, trying to out hit each other. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit different, but it, to me, it kind of feels like the anticipation, like every game you want to know, did he hit a home run? Did he hit a home run? You know? Um, so great for baseball, great for the Cardinals, great for Albert. Uh, and we're, we're pulling for you. No doubt. Well, that wraps up episode uh, eight. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next episode uh, nine, we are, are going to review high school football week six and preview week seven. Uh, talk about college football, the NFL, more MO, uh, Major League Baseball, and update on Albert Pujols' seven home run chase. Please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us grow the show. Also, follow The Will and Aaron Show on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube for updates. You can find our podcast links in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Signing off from The Will and Aaron Show.